You're listening to 66.6 FM Radio TOVH The Flush Well, if she didn't want Johnny Depp to hit her, she shouldn't have said that. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another thrilling episode of the TOLFL radio show. I apologize for the outbursts of my co-hosts here. Uh, that was not the work of the golden boy, the internet sweetheart. You know him, you love him. 365 days of horror, as we like to call him, Jordan. Jordan would never do that, would you, Jordan? Yeah, absolutely not. Uh, instead, that's the work of the villain of the internet. I'm talking, of course, about Breno. Breno, how are you? Uh, I mean, I'm I'm doing great because villains always win. You know, I just hold on to the belt for like 11 years. I barely show up to pay-per-views and uh, I get to wear logos on my shorts, whereas you guys don't. So that's true. Uh, I haven't won a match in God knows how long. Uh, any day I'm going to get cut. Uh, I'm not I'm so out of touch. I don't even know if Brock Lesnar's a villain anymore. He could be a complete fucking face. I have no idea. <laughs> no, he's idea. a face. He's a face, really, with that stupid little uh, uh, pigtail he's got going on up there. Yep. That sucks. That's not cool. Yep. Um, We got uh, a lot of things to touch on on this show. Uh, Nothing of any real merit, I would say. No. It's going to be a good time regardless. This is is the bullshit corner of the show. Uh, This is where we talk about things. Do you guys want to hear nice things? If you have something, I... I would be surprised and maybe delighted. Sure. Um, I'm now getting direct messages from uh, uh, a listener of the show. Uh, he goes by Dorito Eater on Twitter. His at is... <laughs> Hell yes, brother. That's a great yeah, name. Just Dorito Eater, right? Just like might as well be a band name. Uh, his his handle is at Stage Madness, all one word. And uh, he's just been like DMing me updates about his garden because I don't really have anything going on. And he's trying to talk to me about his hobby to see if I might be into it. Um, I don't do well in the heat, man. That's I tried gardening before, and the sweat and the humidity—it's just—it's not a thing, man. Uh, the the farming life—it ain't for me. But uh, but he sends me updates on his garden, and uh, we're happy to announce that the lavender is blooming very well, and the uh, the basil is going nuts. The basil, and honest, the the basil, the basil, <laughs> the the bozel, the beasel. Just got a bunch of uh, fucking Englishmen hanging out in your garden. Yeah. The basil. That's you know what? It's it's literally British cooking show's fault. That's why I said it like that. I'm sorry. I take it back. Uh the basil is going fucking fantastic. It's it's growing like an absolute weed. And uh for any listeners out there who are who are big into like Asian soups and such, you really just gotta grow uh uh as fresh as possible. Hmm. I realize yeah. you're you're not into the the heat or the outdoors. I don't blame you. That shit sucks. Uh, have you considered uh, indoor gardening or perhaps a bonsai? Um, I considered some indoor gardening when I was maybe 17, if you know what I'm talking about. But uh, <laughs> other than that, you know, not really. <laughs> all right. Well, I mean, I guess there's always an option, too. I know it's legal where you are now, but uh, there's something. Yeah, about, kind of something kinda about home growing. You know? Yeah. 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 Uh, anyway, uh, Jordo, how are you doing? Hang it in there. Um, currently having computer problems. My laptop that I use for everything um, is just not charging anymore. And so I'm currently using what used to be my dad's laptop. So I've just been going through 
you know, making it workable and, you know, not a laptop for an old man. So the icons aren't gigantic. And um, you got to remove the MSN search bar. Yeah, kind of something. That's not too bad, thankfully. You got to uninstall the uh, purple gorilla bonsai buddy. Oh yeah, you guys you're gonna have to tell me what oh, that is. I remember. Yeah, it's just like a, <laughs> it's a it's a friend for your browser. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it was like the world's most obvious spyware. But uh, back in the uh, late '90s, early 2000s, there was this uh, this little weird CGI purple monkey friend that just hovered over the top of your the right hand of your screen all the time, and he would talk in this really creepy computer generated voice. Um, and uh, yeah, he was. I think it was called Bonsai Buddy. And uh, it was a virus, and I, I was fixing that on people's computers well into 2008, 2009 when I was working in a computer shop. Incredible. Yeah. Boomers, they timeless. Some of the shit they get into is just timeless. I know. I can't believe people fall for this stuff. Um, Free dolphin wallpapers. Ooh, that 2,500 remi- pack. That reminds dolphin me. wallpapers. I have uh, elf bowling running in another window. I need to close that real quick. Yeah. Uh, flying toasters. You know. <laughs> Luckily, it's not uh, anything near as bad as any of that, but, you know, just trying to organize and clean things up and also looking through his iTunes and, you know, it's mostly everything I'd expect, a lot of Grateful Dead, a lot of hippie type music, but then like Dead Prez or a Jay-Z song. Interesting. Uh, Was your dad like, uh, was he vocally like a big hip hop fan? No, not at all. But I think he would randomly come across a song or two and then just, you know, buy it on iTunes for 99 cents. And with uh, Dead Prez, which, I mean, people should check out if they don't know them, are pretty heavily political and spoke their minds. We heard them when we were on a trip to Toronto for like a sports memorabilia show and just randomly rented a car and were flipping through stations and heard that song. Uh, the it's song was African. Than hip. No, it's African, which is even more uh, (laughs) explicit and in your face about uh, their feelings and beliefs. And uh, it just kind of has always been something that he enjoyed and, you know, I enjoyed for what it was. And also just the the memory of being on that trip. So, yeah, just going through iTunes and seeing things like that is kind of fun, but also kind of sad. Yeah. I I mean, absolutely. I can understand that. I can't help but uh, but empathize though. I'm 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 kind of just considering what it must be like if somebody went through like my playlist after I had passed, and uh, I just how much of a poser I am is just revealed immediately to those who knew me. And there is a lot of Venga boys on this thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nobody uh, uh, nobody needs to know how much Eskimo cowboy I've listened to. Ooh. They changed their name. They no did way. change their name. They did. Yeah, Electric Cowboy now. But, uh, uh, we know we know what the fuck is up. Come on, uh, that was like ten years too late. Oh, well, yeah, well after the well after people are like, you should not do that. <laughs> it's because they reached a level of success where they're getting enough blowback on it, where they're like, all right, we but, should do this. See, that's thing. fucking wild to me that they've after all this time they finally reached a level of success where they have to acknowledge that their their name is stupid. <laughs> I, I blame YouTube. I blame um, us. Um, if it's I mean, they were, I mean, God, we were doing that show years ago on like one of the top uh, YouTube metal songs. And uh, that song, Hypa Hypa, was on there. 
And like, God, that had like tens of millions of views. It was a huge hit in wherever it could possibly be a hit. Whatever weird eccentric circles on the internet where there just happen to be millions of people who care about this stuff, it was a hit. And they were Eskimo Cowboy for fucking years after that. And they put out a lot of music along that line for years. And then all of a sudden they changed their name and they had like a they had like an as they lay dying level video where they're around a table talking about how they they had to do it. Incredible. Um, I can't believe I missed out on this. Yeah. Well, I didn't want to talk about it because I don't think anyone who listens cares about, uh, you know, weird, obscure techno death core bands as much as they care about stuff like, you know, Kid Rock and Five Finger Death Punch. Sure, but I I am loath to miss out an opportunity to to watch a band and engage in a self inflicted struggle session like around the table. <laughs> I want to see that. <laughs> I'll definitely send it your way. I, I certainly will. But um, it, it's it's interesting to see how hard they worked on the rename washout. If you go to any one of their videos now, it, it's like Electric Callboy is just in huge font over every single video they have to just try to see if they can have as much erasure as possible and see if they can just get away with it uh, I'd, I'd prefer erasure to uh, you know electric call boy myself it's uh, complete I mean complete deletion off the internet was probably the right choice yeah. um, well um, but, uh, odd, odd, odd for a band to find such success in you know their middle years but uh, well I guess uh, good for the electric call boys uh, well, speaking of playlists, um, in terms of dads and stuff, we were talking a little bit before the show uh, about about Jordan finding his dad's playlist and all the eccentric stuff that was on there he didn't expect, which is always cool. Like we don't really ever know our dads, you know. Oh, I, th- um, I think I do. But, <laughs> yeah, I, I know mine pretty well. It's just the the little, you know, it's ninety five, ninety eight percent of everything I expect, and then I don't know, Bone Thugs and Harmony. Well, I think that's just. That's just the human condition, right? We're all 95% of what you expect, but it's that 5%, man. That's that's always the cool stuff, right? I'm, tr- I'm trying to like think here, and it's like, uh, well, it's the country artists that went like quadruple diamond platinum and uh, all of the Eagle side projects. That's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, did you, before we talk about the playlist thing, did you see that there was a fight at an Eagles concert? During the song "Take It Easy," no way. <laughs> yeah, there was like a, an actual like brawl. I ah oh, fuck! I gotta see this. Like boomers just like losing their minds. It, Are you it, telling me that the sound of their own wheels drove them crazy? I guess so. Literally, wow. that and probably twelve dollar daiquiris and margaritas. I mean, at an Eagle show, yeah. you you're lucky if it's twelve bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, incredible. Uh, we we got to watch that later. But okay, all right. Moving on here, Breno. So many videos to watch. Yeah, Breno. Me, Breno. Uh, Breno. Uh, Joe. You were going to tell me something. What were you going to tell me? I was talking about how um, before we were talking on the show, we we were getting into dad playlists, and oddly enough, I took it upon myself to uh, do a family project where I cultivated a series of classic tracks that I or I've heard someone catch my dad listening to somewhere in the strange context of his varied life. And uh, I just kind of I, I really thought hard about it. I was like, what are some things I've seen dad listen to? What are some things I think I've I, I've considered dad liking that surprised me? And I, it's probably like 
30, 40 songs and they're just all on a Spotify playlist I've collected. And um, whenever we're at like a family barbecue or something, I just play the playlist and most people are none the wiser. But what's uh, what have you collected over the years with your playlist? Let's see. Probably probably the big get here is uh, Dreams by Van Halen because uh, my brother told me once that he would constantly catch my like when YouTube became the advent that it did in the early stages of YouTube, he would catch my dad just watching uh, like F-16 fighter planes taking off from aircraft carriers to dreams by Van Halen. <laughs> <laughs> Is that like the dad version of Dragon Ball Z with Lincoln Park yes. playing behind it? Yes. Oh, my God. The OVA. <laughs> Oddly enough, Lincoln Park makes the list. Oh, OK. Um, my uh, you, my he dad, had the uh, the live Lincoln Park album, right? That's right, that's right. I'm I'm glad you uh, can recall the lore of Breno so so soundly. But yes, uh, my father was caught with the Lincoln Park sanita- sanatorium tour uh, uh, CD. Was it san- was summer it, sanitarium. Was summer sanitarium. Yeah. Oh, do they just call it sanit? Okay. I thought they call it sanatorium because that would be like a that would be a pun, but. I guess summer sanatoriums, sanitarium is what it is. Yeah. Hmm. Well, uh, it's 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 a strange get because out of all the very high production, very well made Lincoln Park albums that have been made, he goes and he picks up this uh, this live CD of Lincoln Park, where the crowd reaction is the most minimalist crowd reaction I've ever heard in my life on a, a live CD. It's it's truly truly depressing because this is a bunch of metallica fans politely waiting for the show they actually came to see you know well um you know there's something to be said about getting uh, the raw intensity of a you know a band that's uh you know clearly uh <laughs> clearly known for uh putting together their songs in the garage together <laughs> my dad was a mad mad irish catholic um so if we were ever caught I don't know, holding hands with a girl on the couch somewhere. Uh, he would go on a, a, a raving rant, red faced about how this this isn't the goddamn love shack. OK. And uh, so the B-52's love shack is on the playlist. Love it. Oh, my God. I imagine your yeah. dad like coming down the stairs, uh, you know, in a pair of tiny whities yelling like, what's all this My father, he um, he he would not he would not yell at anybody uh in front of the girlfriend it was always after the fact you know um so you never knew because he would just be totally polite and cool while she was there but the moment like he she left he would he would flip the fuck out just absolutely go off the rails unhinged um it's just like my my parents were like carrie's mom when it came to just like uh sex and catholicism they were fucking insane about that stuff just throwing you in a closet yelling at you about your dirty pillows like that kind of shit yeah like if we were uh if we were ever caught with like magazines like the the fucking old pro wrestling magazines where like the wrestling ladies would like hot and like spread outs and stuff yeah like because we could buy them from barnes and noble and not get in trouble with the cashier you know what i mean so yeah it's like the um, whole thing is just like a centerfold of sable in a bikini or whatever exactly and you could get like uh i mean maxim was huge when we were younger when the internet was not fast there was maxim there was uh um magazines of girls in bikinis and stuff so if we ever got caught with one of those it was like oh my fucking god my house was violent for hours 
classic religious parent shit, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, and now I'm fucked up and I have the worst fetishes ever. So good job, guys. Uh, I can only... Let's see what else we got. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, there's a lot of basic dad stuff. Uh, Love in an Elevator by Aerosmith. Oh, God. Which is, which is funny because it's like you like this song, but, you know, the second I have a hormone in my body, I get beaten savagely. So you can't do it on the couch, but if you do it in an elevator, it's okay. Going down to hell. Yep, that's what it is. Um, yeah, uh, the, she uh, drives me crazy by fine young cannibal. Oh God, we've probably talked about this song on the show before, but I, I have a visceral reaction to that one, man. The, the guy's voice sounds like a fart. One time, I uh, made some quip about uh, the world's finest guitar tone. Uh, in relation to the song and some young lady proceeded to tell me exactly the signal chain that was necessary to get the she drives me crazy tone for fine young, young cannibals <laughs> that's uh odd <laughs> yeah yeah it just sounds like a big muff straight into the fucking pa it's a terrible sound it's awful <laughs> um and then just like terrible irish shit like star of the county down by van morrison and the chieftains um Blessedly unfamiliar with that one, gotta tell ya. Red Red Wine by UB40. Oh, fuck, dude. <laughs> and uh, I'll probably end it here. I mean, there's a lot of typical stuff, like uh, like Eric Clapton and the like, but uh, um, my brother once told me a story of how he was watching Dad just absolutely break it down while just washing the dishes to Walking on Broken Glass by Annie Lennox. Uh- these uh this collection of like 80s novelty pop tunes they all in my mind sound the exact same very strange uh sound to get into i guess yeah it was uh, it was a cool time to get into music i think um i think digital and analog was just so uniquely mashing genitals during this time of music production that uh some really weird clever stuff was coming out that we just will never hear again uh and uh, yeah, I mean, it's 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 kind of cool to go back and um, listen to "What Is Love" by Hadaway, and just recognize that we're never going to hear a song like that again. We should, though. Um, I, I'm a big fan of that era of um, dance pop from the early '90s. I think that you know everybody when they hear something like that, they hear. Um, God, uh, who's the the German rapper guy, Real McCoy? You hear that shit? People go crazy. Doesn't matter how old they are. I think it's due for yeah. it's ripe for a comeback for sure. Right, right. And I mean, like you got guys these days, like uh, the weekend. His uh, beat music is just very '80s synthesizer, but you can just tell that that's somebody with Pro Tools, and they have a MIDI keyboard, and they got their fucking synthesizer plug in, and that's all he's working with so yeah it's not like in the 80s and 90s there was a a weird german with just a room full of broken synthesizers creating something new and mad yeah yeah like a a room size like uh, synthesizer that's nothing but patch cables that he's just fucking with relentlessly like that's that's how real music is made (laughs) yeah i one time uh i one time just wanted to go shopping for like some Korg synthesizer or something just for fun. And I did four seconds of research and I just bowed right the fuck out. I'm not dealing with any of that stuff. Yeah, that's you made the right move. You yeah. never look back. 
Yeah, that's a a full time and extremely expensive hobby. Yeah, just run. Just I'm just I, I. You never see the fat man run so fast. The synthesizer guys never are gonna go near are that. worse than guitar guys in absolutely in, in like volume of shit that they buy and the volume of shit that they put out. <laughs> the the ratios are all out of whack. Absolutely, and you will see them like tone bending through, like metal zones and hollow vein rebirds and that's that's just cultural appropriation right there i, I agree just, just wrong. get your yeah. own shit yeah fuck you <clears throat> um well we we got a lot of things um that i i do want to touch on a bit uh before we dive into it though you know it is i do want to recognize that it is technically the birth of our nation's independence uh Roughly around the time that this is getting, I don't know when this is going live. Sure, it's it's the Fourth of July. Let's say that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when it actually is the Fourth of July, is it like dead on that Monday? Yeah, it's tomorrow. Oh, okay. Uh, when we're recording this, so uh, by Wednesday, you guys will have your uh, fill of freedom and nasty food, and I've forgotten all about how great a nation this is. To get right back to what a terrible place it is to live. Yeah, you'll be back at work, but the diarrhea remains. I remember that Metallica song. It's my favorite. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, you guys have any plans? Uh, you gonna you gonna celebrate Independence? But the diary remains. Um, usually, the only way, the only way I celebrate the Fourth of July is on the television. I put a live stream of the Coney Island Nathan's National Hot Dog Eating Contest. Yeah. That's classic. Um, we we, uh, we all we all want to see if uh, Joey Chestnut can uh, defy the impossible and keep from rupturing something internally. Uh, and he's uh, he's lauded as a hero for it. I have been uh, I have been informed as of late uh, by many channels that uh, Joey Chestnut was a purposeful uh, national hot dog eating uh, industry plant he's a psyop yeah he uh he he had very specific surgery uh done to him uh for large sums of money so that he could come out and uh beat kobayashi years ago yeah i remember uh, kobayashi was not happy with his contracts yeah i remember he uh, was doing like the whole sting thing like he was hanging out in the rafters He was across the street trying to eat more hot dogs than everybody else because he wasn't <laughs> invited. Um, boy, that's been a good decade now. Um, <clears throat> I, I, I haven't heard anything about this uh, elective surgery to get better at eating hot dogs, though. This is new information to me. He I'm was sure born he, in a CIA lab. Yeah, yeah, just, just some sort of serious, some serious uh, Deus Ex human modification. Uh, he's essentially a cyborg with a stomach and another stomach stapled to it. God, that's so appropriate that we finally have body mods like in Deus Ex, and instead of like getting laser eyes or whatever, it's the most American shit. Like he has the mod to eat more fucking hot dogs. Yeah, I want to get the um the body mod where you get like gauges for your ears, but they're in your face, like on your cheeks. And yeah. I want to do a hot dog eating contest and just spray everybody competing next to me, and that's how I win by distracting them. Oh man, I'm I'm imagining putting plugs in your cheeks, but they're like clear epoxy, so everybody can just see all that shit getting mashed up. <laughs> what are the 
what are they called really? Because I've been yelled at before for calling them gauges. Like they're not gauges. You can't plural a measurement. I think they're shit. called like plugs. But like yeah, but I don't have earplugs. <laughs> yeah, we have ear. Like if you called something, oh, I plugged my ears, then you know my vision of that situation is you put in earplugs, which have been uh, a, a part of our culture years before this ever was. And when I say our culture, I mean white people. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's correct. <laughs> right. So what those circles uh, you put in your earlobes are actually called, I don't know. When I say, oh, he's got gauges in his ears, everybody knows immediately what I'm ta- talking about because I'm corrected in a way that's you know not consistent with the last way I was corrected. So I think we should just call them gauges because for fuck's sake, you know what I'm saying the moment I say it. Just just take the ignorance of the situation as the, the fact of the matter. I don't know. Yeah, this is how linguistics works. Uh, it might not be the appropriate word, but uh, once enough people use it, hey, suddenly it's the appropriate word. A cable modem isn't a modem. It's a level three switch. Ugh. <sighs> so, uh, yeah. Uh, are you go- are you still going to root for Joey Chestnut knowing now that he's, he's a goddamn cheater? Never. Never. He's the bad guy now. He wins all the time. He is the Brock Lesnar of hot dog eating. He just has had that stupid fucking plastic belt for a hundred years now. He eats double and then some over all the other people who are like eating an an impossible number of hot dogs. Like the people who are losing to Joey Chestnut are eating upwards to like 45, 52 hot dogs. What's the what's the point when you get to like 30 and this guy's at 60? You know, you're not going to beat him. Shouldn't you? Shouldn't you stop? There's got to be something going on. Yeah, it's, a per- it's, like, it's personal pride. Right. I, I do I do like to imagine, uh, since you made the comparison, Brock Lesnar competing in this and just dying of diverticulitis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, he, 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 can't, uh, he can't eat one hot dog. His tummy will get very upset. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's exciting. That's, I think one of the few things that we can all agree on is like, uh, remaining good about America uh, in this time. It's uh, our capacity to uh, create a spectacle, spectacle around binge eating. It's fun. Yeah. I um, I like hot dogs. Uh, they're the worst thing you could possibly eat, but I'm going to probably eat three and feel extremely sick. Four tops. Like, absolute, like, hog wild fucking pint of Ben and Jerry's goes down doesn't matter kind of an attitude I hate myself I'll eat four at the fucking most I, um, I went to a Rangers game the other day and uh, they got to one concession stand that's nothing but vegan shit yeah, I got a vegan hot dog from them and it was so goddamn good I wanted to eat seven more immediately <laughs> I'll fuck with a vegan hot dog I have they're, they're, they're alright yeah man. know because the, the 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 hot dog in its purest form is so fucking processed, it's so made up for what it is, and it's it's taking from so many different innocent creatures from this earth that you might as well just fake it with something else. I'm just saying, you put uh, some sauerkraut, some grilled onions, some mustard, maybe some jalapenos, a little bit of celery, salt. You know, it's it's what you put on top of it. I think. Yeah, that's how vegans think cauliflower works too, and it's not. It it, it is, I promise you. It's it's <laughs> not. I promise you, it's not. See, as an omnivore, I can eat both and tell you, report to you directly. 
that's that's not whatever we've established i don't even like food so (laughs) (laughs) it's better Uh, than not liking water yeah uh, at least i won't get the kidney stones um all right it's been it's been a long enough uh i got to i got some news to drop on the folks some scuttle but if you will okay You, you ready for this uh, I got word uh, from an industry insider. Uh, probably can't actually say the name on this one, uh, but somebody who would know uh, who said that uh, he's got some info on the hottest metal comeback of 2023, at least according to fests being booked in Europe right now. Many people are saying. Many people are saying. Well, it's just one guy, but this one guy I actually think knows. So, uh, okay. yeah. Um, can you think of any big metal comebacks uh, for 2023? Slayer? No. That would be a big one, uh, and it would be one that you have called for years. It's going to happen. They're going to be running out of money soon. I wanted to guess a lot of silly things before the obvious guess. I feel like it would be Slayer, yeah. No, it's, that's funny. Well, it should be a funny guess, right? It should be a funny fucking stupid guess. Eskimo Cowboy is going to come back. Yeah. We're, yeah. We're, <laughs> they make a big thing like we're done with woke PC culture. <laughs> Eskimo Cowboy featuring Tommy Vex. There you go. Uh, no, it's it's not Slayer. Uh, you're going to have to wait for 2024 for oh. that one, I think. Okay. 2023 and a half. Dillinger um, escape plan. That would be that would be tight. Um, but as far as I can tell, those guys don't want to be in another room with each other for a very long time. <laughs> did uh, did every time I die kiss and make up? No, that, that uh, maybe twenty twenty five on that one. Are we? Are we? Okay, let's try this. So you're talking about a European tour. Are we getting more Eurocentric? No, with our guesses. I want you no. to think. I want you to think about America, the land of the free and the brave, and such. Very on theme. I like it. Maybe maybe the most American metal band, if you really want to think about it that way. Kid Rock is going to resurrect Josie. I don't uh if I don't know that the guys that I think of as the most and worst Americans have ever went anywhere. Um well just before we move on, I, I would like to say I would absolutely go see a hologram performance by Josie. <laughs> um, for the for these festivals that are possibly being booked, can we fly to them or should we walk to ooh. them? You know, I don't think that there is a land bridge at the moment, but I would recommend that you, you walk on over there anyway. Possibly walk on homeboy? Perhaps. Folks. No fucking way. Folks. Folks. No. No. Folks. <laughs> no. Abs- Joe, absolutely not. We're moving on to the next segment. Absolutely fucking not. I refuse. It, I refuse to talk. I don't know. I If I give it words, it I give it life. I put it out in the universe, and I want nothing to happen in that regard. No, absolutely not. It's happening. They can't do it. It's, they can't do it to me. It's happening. Uh, despite the fact that half of the band is dead, uh, it's going to be Pantera, baby. <laughs> With fucking who? Uh, I'm glad you asked. Uh, I don't know who's going to be on drums. Um, I, you know, who you cares? Got, you got, you got Gene Philly- Hoagland. <laughs> sure. <laughs> 
You got uh, Philly Anselmo on vocals, of course. God. You got damn Re- it. You got Rex Brown, uh, that guy whose uh, autobiography we read a while back <laughs> on the bass, keeping it down on the low end. That's enough of them, I guess. Now, this, is, this, this Pantera reunion has been rumored for a very long time, and I think that the most common guitarist suggestion uh, that, that people had would be Zach Wilde, right? And not Mark Morton. Right. Yeah, I mean, when after, um, you know, the stage murderings, um, I originally had predicted, like, that Ozfest that year, the rest of the members are going to get together with Zach Wilde on because it made sense. It was like it's yeah. still fresh in people's minds and people would want to go see it. And it just never happened. Yeah, well, I remember the um, the, the blowout uh, against Phil and Selma specifically was vicious post Dimebag's death. It would, they really, really wanted that guy nowhere near any project that had anything to do with Pantera. Uh, Didn't lo- they keep him away from his funeral? Yeah. Yes. A lot of people thought that uh, a lot of people blamed uh, Phil for Dimebag's death. Yeah. Pardon my phone. Um, it was, uh, yeah, I think it was his sister or his wife or someone said outright, if you show up, I will have you fucking killed. Yes. Do not come here. Yes. Um, so and then he posted some sappy photo of him hugging like a Dean guitar, <laughs> uh, like on uh, the internet somewhere far, far away from the proceedings. Um, so it's it's not going to be Zach Wild. Um, instead, this goes back to what you were thinking, Jordan. Some people need some money. Some people got some free time. Carrie fucking King on guitar. <sighs> I mean, Zach Wilde makes more sense, like just style of play and musically and his tight connection with the band. I mean, he put out a music video where a child Zach Wilde was swimming in a pond with a child dime bag. Um, All right. Logistically, is Carrie King even a good enough guitarist to do the dime bag stuff? That's the thing. Like uh, Zach Wilde can play a guitar solo, whereas Carrie King cannot. (laughs) <laughs> just very Terry King in his apartment struggling to do polywally doodle. <laughs> I would I would challenge Carrie King to do like the guitar signal of walk or whatever right now. Just anything. I want to see it. It's impossible in my mind. Well, he's got time to practice. He's going to do the Bill and Ted <laughs> travel back in time and take guitar lessons thing. <laughs> To, uh, to get ready for this. Uh, again, nothing has been confirmed by anybody, but I just have very reliable insider info I got to share on our stupid podcast for dick jokes. Uh, so um, I think uh, I think that instead of Carrie King, it should just be the guitar teacher that Carrie King is going to need to hire for a lot of money to make this possible. They just put that guy up. It might be one of those things where Carrie is on stage, but you got somebody else playing. Someone's behind the speakers actually playing. Yeah, pay no attention to the guy shredding behind the curtain. <sighs> like I if, heard that's what the Ataris used to do when they had their their hit for that summer. That they actually had another guitarist behind their ones that was like doing all the tricks with the guitars. That's fucking right, incredible. This is just, but this whole thing's like as it is right now. It's it's not been made official. It's just a rumor, right? It's somebody who is involved with European metal festivals. Who okay. would have it's somewhere between rumor and fact. Yeah. Okay. So that means it has to be the headline for this post. Like we have we have to blow this shit up. Boy, we probably shouldn't have spent the first thirty minutes talking about hot dogs. The only way to like really do this and to make people happy 
is to have Terry Glaze do vocals. Ooh, that would make me happy. Um, like metal magic in its entirety. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we all know the best Pantera song is Cemetery Gates, and there is zero chance in hell Phil Anselmo can come anywhere close to hitting any of those notes nowadays. But maybe Terry Glaze can give it a try. I don't know. I, I kind of liked uh, Far Beyond Driven, Pantera. It's okay. It's just, it's not, um, it doesn't hit me the same way. Like uh, when I was a kid, yes, I wanted the, the harder songs, but now I'm just like, no, nah, give me the uh, overwrought, like rock opera Pantera. <laughs> yeah. Give me the album where he ruined his voice in that one album. Yes. And that's, it's been that way ever since. That's, that's how that was. But, uh, you know, it's it, I think that this is going to be a fantastic train wreck. I'm excited to follow it uh, as far as it can. If it goes well, even if it doesn't go well, this is coming to America for sure. Someone, someone has to sue somebody. There's got to be someone who's legally going to stop this. Who do you who do you think it would be? I mean, like the like the Daryl brothers estate. Mm. Someone from there. A wife. A, child somebody yeah at the same time they might just get a cut of it of whatever sales that they have and that might just be good enough to placate people it's been long enough and you know two of the the main two guys are gone and it's essentially free money for their extended family members who wouldn't be making it otherwise that's a good point um you know worst case scenario these guys might have to call it like um uh projects in the jungle <laughs> like instead of pantera or something like that far beyond pantera yeah that's probably that is almost certainly what's going to happen <laughs> vulgar display of terra um so i think that's uh that that's pretty exciting uh in an odd way but um i don't, I don't want you know people to get the wrong idea about this this is not an official PR release or nothing. Uh, I, I don't. I don't want to pe- let people think that I'm. I'm releasing official metal PR as some kind of front here. Yeah, I mean, we are I not. Had, we are not a metal PR front. I don't think we are. Do you, yeah, don't treat us like one. Do you? Do you think? Do you think we are? We're not getting paid, so we're not. Yeah. Um, I guess there might be a conception out there. Uh, anybody that's listened to this show <clears throat> or, or seen any of our work might get it twisted and think that uh, we are stenographers for Metal PR uh, because we do do a lot of dramatic readings here. <laughs> we, we do just read the words straight out, right? But then we laugh while we do it. I can't it help it. Count. It's a nervous tick. Um, I think that uh, who who was this fella? <laughs> Just a random person on the internet. Uh, someone had suggested that they should send their album to us for review, and they repeatedly said that we were quote a metal PR front. Out of all the things that people have said about uh, the toil of hell over the years, that one is is a little confusing to me. I gotta say. Yeah, we've been called gay. Yeah, I think I think that's a little closer to the truth than PR front. Yeah, uh, I would say so. Um, 
we've been called uh, all, all manner of things you can't really say on the internet nowadays. Uh, and those were all far more accurate <laughs> than uh, a metal PR front. Ah, fuck it. I'll say it. Just no, wait, 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 I had to pull out the sensor button there. You had to pull out the dad yell. Not in my house, Brendan. Um, so, I, I don't know. Uh, we, we, we cover um, new releases sometimes. Uh, we do premieres. Yeah, we do, we do premieres. Spear every week, uh, you know, uh, collects new albums that are coming out. <clears throat> Those but are the reason. The, look, and here's the major qualifying difference. The reason we are not a PR front is because the stuff that we premiere, we take a minute and a half and we go, "Is this good? Is this worth listening to?" And then we premiere it. Yeah, PR front would not do that. Yeah, we we at least have because you know we get thousands of. You know, promos or whatever it's like. Yeah. Well, it, it, we do have the luxury of saying, "Does this suck?" Okay, I'm not going to yeah. do anything with it. It's a, it's a very it's a very different transaction. Whereas a PR front, someone would be like, "Hey, hey could you guys show my band?" And I go, "How much?" And that's it. That's literally the end of the transaction. How much? I mean, there's there's actual websites that copy and paste press releases and pose it as news. Right. They will change your like the band names and. And that's it. They're just, okay, what state are you from? Oh, okay. From the wild winters of Connecticut. It's the same shit. Different asshole. That's all it is. And, uh, you know, you guys don't want to be that asshole. Don't bother. Um, yeah, and I, I can't stress this enough. I, I thought that it was common knowledge by now. Uh, we don't, we don't, the only money we take is from people that want to listen to the Patreon bonus stuff. Uh, by the way, I put up a new episode the other day, uh, part two of our side projects from hell, uh, which uh, I got to say, I'm a, I'm a little bit uh, self-interested in this, uh, but I think it's pretty good. That's my opinion anyway. And for $5, you can listen to it. <laughs> uh, Jordan, did you like doing that one? Yes, that was a fun one. We got to find out some new, weird, and sometimes good bands that we've never heard of or forgotten about. Exactly. I forget to do the promo stuff sometimes. Uh, again, we're, we're very bad at this. It's it's also fun to find, like, here is this extreme death metal person that kind of lost their mind for a few years and became a new metal vocalist or got into country. And it's just fun to remember some of those things and also remember that this stuff isn't very serious and shouldn't be taken seriously. Absolutely not. Hey, uh, given given our general theme here of um, you know overconsumption, uh, as you just mentioned, uh, new metal. Uh, there there is a uh, a tale that you you told us this week that uh, folks might not be familiar with uh, about um, about an extreme ice cream binge. I think it's appropriate for this Fourth of July. Would you like to uh, share a little bit with us on this one? Let me see if I could dig this up. Um, I have it. I've, I, if you, okay. Okay. Uh, th- do you follow this account that this came from? Uh, I follow the... Um, so someone has their own personal account, and then they run this other account um, that's been do- doing like extreme numbers over the past couple of weeks. I think um, 
if anyone's been on Twitter in the past week, the alien ant form revival that's been going on, I think this person's account has was originally behind people going, actually, this is this is an amazing band, and we were all so young and innocent back then. Is this the um? Is this where they shared the video of them like crashing like a BET awards? So this was just the the video of like Smooth Criminal. And oh. then there was also the BET award where they, you know, played on a rooftop and that was their music video as well because 1999 2000 was a different time. Very yeah. very different time. Uh for what it's worth I had that uh big Alien Ant Farm CD when it uh, came out. I think that their song Movies is better than their cover of Smooth Criminal. That's just uh, I think that's the general consensus. Yeah. That's pretty. It's a pretty tight song. It's a shame that they had literally nothing else. <laughs> I think they're still around. Uh, probably. <laughs> uh, unreal. We're not going to get into this whole alien ant farm thing, but like uh, their sure, singer, but- their singer had the most dipshit haircut of any musician in history, in my opinion. And listen. And listen, when I was a bad kid back when I was like 13 years old, I, I gave it a shot. No, like I tried to put it into my head. Mm. I totally fucking did. I had a terrible buzz cut and I was like, I'm going to do the Alien Ant Farm thing because I bet you that's going to be a thing now. It was never a thing. It, nope. no, it never it never got picked up by literally anyone except that one guy um, as as adamant as he wanted to be. So I shaved it in my head and I took a good look and I was like, no fucking way. I can't do that. So then I just shaved my entire head with like my dad's Mach 3 razor. <laughs> And uh, he was mad. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Imagine if you had that haircut while holding your girl's hand on the couch. I did. I think I did. Incredible oh, that I was a, always... a woman would touch you while you had that haircut. <laughs> women touched my bald head all of the time when I had that fucking haircut, man. Hmm. I mean, by women, I mean other 14-year-old girls right, right, that, right, as right. a 14-year-old boy. Let's please make sure that's in context. Please. Yeah. I used to have the spiky hair. And girls would do that shows all the time for me. Yeah. yeah, they'd be like, ooh, can I touch your hair? Or like, can I touch your head? And well, like, I would not get asked. It would just happen. Yeah. Oh. I had uh, I had the spiky hair, too. And just like the fucking L.A. looks gel, like drying and flaking out on top of your head. So it looks like you had eczema. Just a cool look overall. Uh, yeah, I used a got to be. That oh, was yeah. a good spiking gel. And occasionally I might have used Elmer's glue. Yeah, classics, classics of the juvenile form, I would say. Yeah. But speak, I mean, speaking, I, yeah. speaking of spiky-haired people, here, I'm coming back to it, segue. Go. There we go. Was that a segue or is that like a reverse segue? Uh, it was a roundabout. It was a saving throw because I was <laughs> ruining everything. So there's a, a Twitter account that people should check out because it's fun. Craziest moments in new metal, and it's at new metal underscore moment. Uh, this account posted, I wish I knew what magazine it was from, but... It's a, a clip from uh, Mark Chavez, who was the vocalist of Edema, who Edema actually put a new song out this week, believe it or not. God damn. Um, not with this guy. And I mean, I don't know who else is in the band, but they still exist and they're still doing things. Uh, I listened to it. It is fine, I no, guess. That's a fucking comeback, man. It's acceptable. I think if you didn't know it was Edema, you, you maybe you wouldn't even think about it. But, you know, as far as. One hit wonder new metal stuff comes out, you know, it's fine. There's this clip from an article is talking about how they did a song called uh, Immortal that was for like one of the Mortal Kombat games that came out. And the video is like Mortal Kombat characters fighting with him in front of a green screen. Classic. It's, it's worth. 
yeah, it's worth checking out if you have never seen this thing. Because again, snapshot in time. Yeah, we need And this article uh, has a quote from Mark. Someone from a record label, Arista, must have heard I really like those ice cream sandwiches with the paper wrapping because we get to NRG to do the uh, the Mortal Kombat song and the fridge in the green room is fucking packed to shit with them. So I'm looking at this fucking wall of fucking ice cream sandwiches and now I feel like they're playing games with me, man. So what do I do? I get to eating. Flash forward like an hour. Sam or engineer ducks his head in and says, Mark, they need you in A for vocals. I'm literally 18 sandwiches deep at this point. And now I'm freaking out. I hadn't written one word. <gasps> so I stumble into the booth, trying not to puke, and grab like the book that comes with the game inside on the way in and just make the whole song up based on like the first page. We didn't have another day book, so that ended up being the finished song. Insane. Man, didn't bother to write a single word for this song. Uh, and just like, yeah, I'll wing it. Based on the instruction manual for a fucking PS2 game. <laughs> See, I somewhat yeah. question that because there's no like A, B, start, select type lyrics in it. Mm. Maybe you're just reading the lore, you know? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I am going to call bullshit on this, man. I, I don't, That's a lot of ice <laughs> I don't believe any human can eat 18, 18 ice cream sandwiches and not die. I think that's I think impossible. Joey Chestnut. I think Joey Chestnut could, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm telling you. I am telling you right now. Hot dogs, sure, it's all mashed up pig assholes or whatever. That's a whole different ball game than fucking lactose and sugar. They well, do have ice cream eating contests and milk yeah. drinking contests. I mean, it's Absolutely. gross and it's a mess, but they do do it. I had um I seen an episode of Man vs. Food where he ate something called the kitchen sink, and it's a fucking kitchen sink full ice cream, and he ate the whole damn thing. He finished it. I think uh, number one, like I would take one bite and be like, "Ow, my teeth, <laughs> my sensitive teeth, my teethies." <laughs> uh, it's like a Simpsons gag. Yeah, and on the off chance I could get like a couple of spoonfuls in, I would be like, "Oh my." Diarrhea, my constant diarrhea. <laughs> but look, the guy from Edema eating eighteen ice cream sandwiches before singing the Mortal Kombat song—that's a—that's a way better studio story than like the stupid famous one where some engineer made Mater James Keenan run around a building five times before he came in and sang some kind of Tool song so that he could sound really like winded and angry. All of these, uh, all of those stories from history is just bullshit self-aggrandizing, like, look at how cool and how hard we are. It's like, I don't care about you, you know, doing crank off someone's ass at the studio before you belt it out like your your big hit or whatever. I, I would much rather hear about a guy who has so little self-control, he's going to just eat that many ice cream sandwiches instead of writing a song. Yeah, it's like that movie where uh, the kid is pretty good at drums, but then he gets horribly mentally abused by the guy who played Jonah James and is in the insurance commercials until he gets uh, a lot really good at drums uh, and then it's Rowling. inspiring. Yeah, it's J.K. Rowling. That's <laughs> definitely that's definitely the guy. <laughs> Not that I'm questioning uh, Marky's story, but like, wouldn't your jaw get tired from eating so many sandwiches? And then it'd be you know difficult to sing so my thinking is if he did do this maybe he was eating them like a goose and just kind of shoving them in his mouth and swallowing oh, them whole yeah, yeah I, i'd be interested to hear the logistics i mean after 11 don't you think you're being a little excessive do, do you put them all in a bowl and let them melt and eat it like soup yeah 
I, I don't know. The motherfucker wasn't wrong. He loves ice cream sandwiches. I guess I, I admire the, the 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 insane idea of eating that much ice cream aside. I admire his confidence of just not writing anything. I, I, I think that that's a nightmare situation for me where you're on the spot. You have to come up with a song. That's, and you just whatever. Who gives a shit? That's already scary. Yeah, that's already scary. But what's, what's mind blowing to me is that he showed up the day of without a song like he must have known about this for a good while some people work best under pressure i guess <laughs> Clearly. So i have the i have the lyrics to the song up if we want to determine if this was written prior to his ice cream sandwich orgy or if this is like yes vanilla ice cream is dribbling onto his soul patch as he's struggling to say things all right let's do this i, I can't wait yeah let's hear it People demand to know Edema news for a song that came out 20 years ago. (laughs) So here's Edema Immortal. (laughs) And it starts out the way it starts out. I think, yes, he did make this up as it was going. Because the first lyrics are, let's fight. Yeah. (laughs) Let's fight. We're face to face. Loyalty is what I need to see from you. You're insecure. I can see the fear that breeds in your heart. Where we run, where we hide. I see the blood drip from your eyes. Who will survive? Let's get it on and we'll fight. I know who you are. The leader of lost souls. You can't kill me. I'm immortal. I'm not afraid to die. My soul will travel on. You can't kill me. I'm immortal. 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 I need the rush. There's nowhere you can hide before you die. Why won't you face me? I can see the fear that's in your eyes. Where you will run. Where you will hide. I see the blood from your eyes. Who will survive? Let's get it on and we'll fight. I know you are... I know who you are, the leader of Lost Souls. You can't kill me. I'm worried I'm not free to die, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I believe him. I believe him. I mean, hey, this is a lot better than lyrics of like, back off, I'll take you on by trap. Like, That's this true. Is, this is better. This is, He did it. He, he ate 18 motherfucking ice cream sandwiches. Yeah. And then he walked in the next room and uh, with no, with nothing but him just going off the dome, yelling into a microphone. That's what he came up with. Yeah, that cunt from Trap didn't even destroy his entire endocrine system to do the the song like uh, like the guy from Edema did. I think, I think he was a little inspired by. It. I'm sorry to interrupt. I think he was a little inspired by it. It sounds like this is how he faced the ice cream. <laughs> I think what we need to do now is it's like on Always Sunny, the Wade Boggs challenge, where people try to drink as many beers on a cross country flight. I think Batch now try to eat. 19 ice cream sandwiches and then do vocals and 20 and trying to one up each other. I think we should try to eat 18 ice cream sandwiches and podcast. Uh, just an hour. You're of, just going to try. I got to like record the show from my toilet. <laughs> it just sounds so phlegmy to do that. Did they make <laughs> vegan ones? They got like coconut uh, fake cream you can eat yeah, in an ice cream sandwich. If you've ever tried to eat that much like coconut oil, like it's very much the same result. Of course it is. If I if I eat non-vegan, I mean, I'm sorry, if I eat vegan ice cream, I, I feel like my stomach is in much more knots than if I eat the just the pure cow titty stuff. Um, now it, it sounds like hell to me. So yeah, maybe we'll do it for a bonus show. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll we'll. Combo the bonus show. It's going to be us trying to get through as many ice cream sandwiches as possible uh, while we interview you uh, to tell us all the stories about how you were a little shit when you were a kid. Yeah. All right. So that's the deal. I will eat 18 ice cream sandwiches while telling you guys the stories of my life. Yeah. 
wanna, to date. Yeah, I want to hear about uh, all the suspensions, uh, all the uh, the threats of expulsion, and etc. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, can and, be done. Will be done. Yes, and I will beat the guy from Edema. I will eat. I will break the record and eat nineteen ice cream sandwiches on air. Man, nineteen. Even still, like. In this economy, 19 ice cream sandwiches, that's a pretty penny. Yeah. I, I mean, it's a great story. I'm, I'm glad to have heard it. I feel, I feel like I'm better for knowing this. Um, and I got to hear that. I got to hear the track. Like we got, I, if there's any way we can like play a little clip of the track. Oh yeah. Just so people can hear his voice laced with 18 fucking entire ice cream sandwiches. All right, here, here we go. Let's, uh, let's listen to Immortal by Edema. Let's get it on. And there you go. Um, so while you're sipping like throat coat or whatever, like um, there's this chat over here fucking housing ice cream sandwiches. That's probably the secret. Like if you want to um, to have like a great vocal performance, you don't want to have a dry throat. No better way to lube that bad boy up than put down 18 ice cream. <laughs> I can't finish these thoughts anymore. I'm going to stop. Um. All right. So before we uh, before we wrap this show up, I think there's one other story that we wanted to uh, to get on the air a little bit. Uh, Jordan, you also pointed this one out. Uh, familiar character uh, coming back uh, with uh, an old old fest. Uh, do you do you do you want to tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, Milwaukee Metal Fest is coming back. A festival that was around since the '80s and finished up in like the mid 2000s. Um, if you're bored or just curious, I highly encourage you to look up some of the lineups for some of these festivals because they are stacked. It's just like King Diamond, Emperor, Morbid Angel, Cannibal Corp, just all these really cool bands like playing inside a small venue for like $10, $15 tickets. And, you know, it kind of faded away in the 2000s. I think, you know, money, we've always talked about these festivals just losing tons of money and other festivals are coming up at the same time your Ozfest and hellfest and warp tours and things like that so it kind of died out and i think it was milwaukee metal fest i'm not sure but there was some questions of bands not getting paid and impropriety and things getting canceled but it's coming back with a new person at the helm they have purchased the names and rights which i can assume is not a lot of money but Jamie Josta, of all people, is bringing back Milwaukee Metal Fest. And his quote is saying, I am so grateful and thrilled that founder Jack Koshik has passed the Milwaukee Metal Fest torch off to me. He is a visionary, and we will carry on the Milwaukee Metal Fest legacy for years to come. So many of us have great memories from Milwaukee Metal Fest, and the time is right for it to return. On a recent podcast I did with the late Trevor Sternad, I fantasized about bringing the fest back and even wanted Trevor to curate it with me. In light of his death, I feel the need to see it through and relaunch the festival in 2023. Will? Hmm. What is do you Jamie th- Josta a man of means? Is he doing okay for himself? He's got a lot of irons in the fire, but I, I can't speak uh, authoritatively on how much 
you know, income they're bringing in. Like, uh, he's got his, uh, his, uh, you know, the Jamie Josta experience podcast that he seems to put most of his effort into. Like I think Hatebreed I think Hatebreed opens up enough major tours. Like they're going on tour with Anthrax as one of the main supports, that they must have at least enough money where he can at least like I said, buy the naming rights to this. I mean, I would assume that other people are going to be becoming investors in this sort of thing i'm sure he has good contacts with advertisers and companies that would want to throw their name onto this yeah uh, i can you know, see Decibel liquid death or, presents milwaukee metal fest yeah liquid death presents milwaukee dental fest yeah it, it's uh um you know i'm sure there'll be enough money to do that and bands will probably want to be a part of it whether it's because of the name or because they'll be getting some of that sweet uh sponsorship money and it'll be whatever a one day thing, two days, who knows? And Maryland Metal Fest going away, or Maryland Death Fest going away. This has an opportunity to kind of fill that void, for sure. I mean, I agree; it's a good thing to always have more festivals, um, regardless of who might be in charge. <laughs> who knows what the lineup's going to end up looking like? Yeah, I'm curious about the lineup. If you know, he he loves hardcore. I'll give him that. Yeah. Jimmy Justin knows his stuff, and he does like metal too. Um, I think with the the mention of Trevor being involved in it, I kind of softened my stance on Jamie Josta being involved in this. Because if he was the curator for this, it would have been an awesome festival. Oh, yeah. And it would have, like, really catapulted a lot of lesser-known bands that he always championed to, like, reach this next level that a lot of them deserved. So we'll see if he's the one kind of booking it. And, you know, if Crown of Thorns ends up on this thing, then you know. <laughs> Kingdom of Sorrow, Crown of Thorns. I Indeed. assume Crowbot will at least be on this one after the other. So, um, one thing I can tell you, based on a, a that conversation we just had, I did find Jamie Josta on CelebrityNetWorth.com. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <laughs> these things are grossly inaccurate. By sure, the way. like they, they have they have no idea, but it's just kind of funny when all the metrics come together, what they think somebody's worth. Uh, Jamie Josta's entire net worth is $400,000. <laughs> See, I believe that. That seems like the most realistic celebrity net yeah. worth one that I've seen. Probably. Usually they're like $20 billion for Sid Wilson from Slipknot. And you're kind of like, eh, I don't know. But yeah, $400,000. Yeah, sure. He, he owns a, you know, a small house on the outskirts of Hartford or something, right? Like, sure, that, yeah. that checks out. Like Charlie Benanti, the, the drummer from Anthrax, is worth four million dollars. How I does that happen? Don't believe that one. I gotta say that right. one seems inaccurate. <laughs> like I can understand if that was something maybe like okay, Robert Trujillo here, he's worth thirty million, and then obviously somehow both those men are in the big four. But um, yeah, very very odd. And, and th- it's a great time if you ever want to go and check out like what random metal musicians might be worth go to celebritynetworth.com you'll get very angry i'm checking myself right now it says that i uh owe a million dollars huh it's pretty accurate it's saying pepper keenan is worth five million dollars no 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 not possible right no fucking way no way I'm gonna have to look up his house after this. It's just this is such a great rabbit hole. We're not gonna go down too much into it. It might make a great show someday. Like I'll just collect, I don't know, twenty random metal musicians, and you guys have to guess. And whoever gets like 
the closest to it wins the wins the contest. We'll do one of those. I'm going to cheat on this, though. I'm going to, you know, stake out these guys' houses and go through their trash for financial records. Yeah. Ooh, double two-ply toilet paper. He must be a millionaire. Exactly. <laughs> In this economy? This right. car's only seven years old? Gotta be a millionaire. <laughs> Um, well, folks, I think that we're probably running out of time on this one unless there's anything else that we got to tack on to the very end here. No, I think I'm I think I'm well and done. I'm, I'm just uh, uh, facing more existential dread as metal musicians who definitely should not be worth any money or worth quite a bit more than I perceived in front of me. So I'm going to I'm going to go uh, sit in the shower and stare at the wall or something. Uh, don't don't put too much stock into celebritynetworth.net. I, I don't think it's going to be authoritative in any way. You don't think so? No, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't know. All right. Somebody put me on Celebrity Net Worth and, uh, you know, uh, add all my ventures, add all my capital together and uh, let everybody know that I'm worth negative uh, $20,000 on this fucking car loan. You know, I... I <clears throat> Does it go into the negatives for these? <laughs> I don't know. Somebody look up MC Hammer and let me know. MC Hammer, I think he's back now. I think he's been making some money moves over the last decade or so. Yeah, he All does right. commercials now. Yeah. Well, we'll have to see if the members of Undeath or something are on here, but that that's a different episode, I think. So, yeah, um, yeah we'll, we'll call this one. Um, I, uh, I'm, I'm glad to do the, the show again with you guys. Uh, every chance I get, it's a good one. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll always do it next week. And I'll, I'll always keep it metal as long as you all keep it metal. I can't make any promises, but I'll do my best. Great. Have a good one, guys. See ya. Where's Jordan saying bye? Sorry, I was eating 19 ice cream sandwiches. Bye.
You're listening to 66.6 FM. Radio TOVH. The Flush.